All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. My name is CJ Palmisano. I am your host. Normally, I have my good buddy, Vinny Carini, if you're a first-time listener. Uh, Vin couldn't make it this week. Uh, it's all good. But we got my good buddy, so our first ever guest on this podcast, my good buddy, Joe Stanziali. How's it going, pal? Oh, thanks for having me, CJ. And I'll t- I'm going to forewarn you right now. I have one singular goal for this podcast. Which is? Andreas has a soundbite. Vinny has a soundbite. Now I need a soundbite, okay? We got Kang Gang Bang. We got Kamala Khan. And I want all of your guests to have a soundbite before you do on your show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have yet to have a soundbite on my own podcast, so... I gotta Sheesh. work. I gotta work that out. Okay, yeah. So, um, obviously, for all you uh, longtime listeners, uh, Vinny's all right. He is not. He's not leaving the pod in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he just has some personal matters he needs to take care of. Everything is okay, so don't you worry. Vinny will be back here as soon as he can. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's been a while since you've been on the pod, man. We uh, you were on the first ever episode, and I don't think we've had you back since. Oh, and I think I uh, pretty much didn't watch a whole lot of Marvel content since then, with the exception of Spider-Man. I recently just caught up with everything in uh, preparation for uh, Doctor Strange. So I'm finally all caught up again. That's good. That's good. Um, I mean, I know you've also been watching a lot of different stuff, because we're going to get into a little bit of like some Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of speculation stuff later on. Uh, we're going to be talking... Uh, I mean, I don't mean to burst some of your bubble if you're hoping to hear some Moon Knight stuff, but I'm not talking about too much Moon Knight stuff. Joe isn't really adverse with Moon Knight. He's only seen the first episode, like, today. Don't blame him. You know, it's, it's, he's doing his best. And this is also very last minute of me asking him to come on here. Um, and I know we're going to be, we're also be talking about, uh, some multiverse of madness, like theories and all that with some, uh, recent, uh, rumors and all innuendos and some people doing interviews. Uh, but we're mainly going to be talking about for the first big portion of this podcast is we finally got the Thor love and thunder trailer as, uh, for those of you who listened last week with, uh, my, uh, my guests, Andreas and Fred, good buddies of mine, uh, coming on the pod. That we were talking about, we could possibly be getting the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer sometime the following week, which would be this week, and we got it Monday morning, first thing at like nine nine thirty in the morning. Now, uh, Joe, I know you are not much of a trailer guy, so I appreciate you watching the trailer in preparation for this podcast. Uh, I want to get your thoughts and what do you think? Um, I don't know. Did they announce that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy were going to be in there? beforehand they or they did. Oh, they did okay so yeah then that was a pretty good trailer though, honestly like i don't think they really uh spoiled a whole lot i mean we saw um what's your name james foster the the suit which by the way i think looks pretty badass i don't know i don't i have some reservations about the character because i didn't like her in the other movies mm. but damn she looks good <laughs> yeah she really, um, she really bulked up for this movie yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see, uh, you know, not Fat Thor, even though that's not lore accurate, but, you know, whatever. We all know <laughs> that get... he's one of us in heart. Uh, <laughs> God, we got God of War for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty good. It didn't show too much, and, you know, it just piqued my interest it's enough to want to watch it. I think so, too. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice, refreshing little thing where it's like, I think out of all, like, Marvel trailers we've seen, like, with the exception of, like, some from a couple years ago, they didn't really explain too much or give away too much in the trailer like i really like the open-endedness of the of the trailer and how you know thor is kind of like 
He's kind of he says his superheroing days are over, which we all know that's not true. Uh, it did kind of lead into a theory that I did last week of like, what if Thor? We take a long break from Thor after this, and maybe that might happen after the movie. Um, you know, I love that we had Sweet Child of Mine in there. The I love that the build up to the song in the trailer, like the cl- the clean kind of like epic going into the epic you know riff of the slash does. Um, Thor says he wants to find inner peace and bury Stormbreaker. Very interesting there. Um, we see him have that superhero montage and loses the weight. Um, but you're right. He'll be fat just like the rest of us at heart. <laughs> um, new Asgard appears to be like a touristy atta- attraction. I mean, on Asgard, you didn't really have to worry about money. But on Earth, yeah, you kind of do. Uh, Valkyrie is all dressed to the nine in a suit and everything. And if you notice, uh, Meek is like one of her assistants. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he's. I watched it a couple times and like he's kind of in the corner. He's in a suit. And he's like, I don't know, he has files in his hands or something. But yeah, she, he's there with Valkyrie in that meeting. Yo, Loki, call me dumb, but I thought he died in uh, Ragnarok. I guess no, I missed he, him being alive. No, he, dude, that was like right before the credits rolled. Uh, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I remember it, you know. Uh, oh, Heimd- Meek's dead. <laughs> yeah, Heimdall asked him, like, uh, you know, where to? And then uh, Thor's like, Meek, where are your people from? Oh, Meek's dead, mate. Yeah, he got trampled on the battle. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just carrying around around here because I feel bad. <laughs> oh, Mick's alive! Hey, man, he's alive! Yo, I don't even remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the very end of Ragnarok. Sorry, what are you saying, Damn. man? And he's like, yeah, sorry, what are you, what are you saying, man? Because he's sobbing, knowing that Meek died. You know, I didn't even see him come back to life. So what are you saying, man? Earth it is. And Meek was in Endgame too, dude. I. I just don't pay attention to shit. What the no, am I? dude. Like, Meek was playing Fortnite with Korg <laughs> in Endgame. Meek was playing Fortnite with Korg. Oh, damn. I was probably so in so much shell shock seeing Thor fat. And again, I only watched <laughs> that movie once, so it was probably a whole oh, lot. Oh, really? Meant. You've only never seen Endgame uh-huh. once? Yep, a, yeah. Damn. I, I plan on doing a little bit of a um, a marathon of them all, because I kind of do one every, every once in a while, but... All the Star Wars stuff came up, and a bit of a weeb, so a lot of anime stuff showed up. Yeah, I understand. I was actually watching a little bit of Endgame last night. Like, like actually, my girlfriend wanted to watch it, and I'm just like, we're not watching a three-hour movie. It was like 7.30, 8, 8 o'clock. And she's like, no, just start it from where it is. And it's like, it was right at the point where they're just getting out of the time heist. So I'm just like, okay, this is the perfect time. Like The best part of the movie is like from that moment on. Um and uh, I was like, forgot, like, wondering, like, still, like, the most biggest, most epic superhero battle there is up to that point. You could argue Spider-Man No Way Home, but but that thing in Endgame was still fucking awesome. But anyway, as we know, Thor is no longer Fat Thor, but he's living his best life, and he's just trying to find inner peace. He's trying to have a new way of life, and, um, you know, we also see him appears to be uh, hanging out with the... Uh, with the guardians and he is in ravager gear. He's got a leather jacket on and he's ripped the sleeves off. Star Lord seems very, very over his shit and looks very annoyed at, at Thor. Uh, you know, there seems to be a battle. There's one part in the, in the trailer where we see the guardians run towards something and Thor appears to be walking away. Uh, that could be some trailer trickery. We might not even see that scene in the movie. Um, there's also uh, that, that, Apparently, Korg appears to be a part of the Guardians as well, appearing to be in Ravager gear. Uh, but from what I understand, Joe, I, it doesn't appear that the Guardians will be in this movie for too long, given the uh, the state of the trailer. 
Uh, I would understand why. I mean, Thor's going to be in their movie too, right? So it's it's almost like they're going to be kind of going back to back with each other. So I actually they're not don't. In it for that long, it's not I that actually big a deal. don't think Chris Hemsworth is going to be in Guardians Three. Really? I thought that was um. I thought that was like official or whatever. Well, we I talked about this last week on the podcast that um that apparently the original um the original uh first movie Marvel wanted to have for to kick off Phase Four. Because it's like, how do you top Avengers Endgame? Well, they show the ending of Endgame where Chris Hemsworth Thor is going to be with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or as Guardians of the Galaxy 3, whatever they wanted to call it initially. And then someone went through James Gunn's Twitter and found all these offensive jokes from the mid-2000s. And I claim, and I said, and I, and I believe this, that you know mid-2000s humor is very, very fucked up and it was just acceptable at the time. And Fred had saying like that was like the peak of cancel culture when it was like just starting to become a thing. So they got James Gunn for it. They fired James Gunn. James Gunn went off to do different projects. James Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. Um, and he went off to do the Suicide Squad movie, The Peacemaker Show, and a bunch of other projects. And uh, when Disney wanted to bring him back, they're just like, all right, we made a mistake. Let's bring you back. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll come back and do it. But I need to, you know, I need time. I'm not going to be able to come in right away. Also, Dave Bautista was threatening to leave the set if they didn't use his screenplay. I mean, he's the one that did uh, the other movies, right? He did the first two Guardians uh, Guardians movies. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, you have every right to be like, yeah, listen, we, we, we had success with the first two. You're not getting rid of my guy, you know? But if uh, the Guardians aren't going to be in the movie that long, then maybe you're right. Maybe they are going to sit Thor for a little bit and kind of allow everyone to... Uh, uh, come into the universe and frankly I think that's a really good idea I mean we all know Thor and all these other guys as established characters and everyone loves them and everything but I was kind of taking a quick look at the uh, the roadmap and you know you have to introduce Ms. Marvel you have to introduce She-Hulk you have to introduce uh, uh, what's it um, God, the Fantastic Four Blade all mm-hmm. these other guys you know it, you don't you kind of want to be able to give those guys some room to grow with the audience while your guys that everyone already loves is kind of taking a break. And then when you ha- have the time, you can bring them back in. I think it's really smart. And, you know, I think uh, this is a good movie to do it on. Then now knowing that he's not going to be in Guardians, potentially. I think, it's, I think my cough got into the uh, <laughs> into the recording there, but whatever. A professional bitch. Yeah, no, I tried. To <laughs> tr- I tried to turn down my gain to see if that would do anything. But now I didn't do shit. Um <laughs> Anyway, no, I mean, my thing is, I don't think the Guardians are going to be, like, a huge, huge part of the movie, but I do think they'll probably be in it towards the first half, maybe, Um, because if you look at the synopsis that was released by Marvel, uh, it says here that the overall plot, as I pull it up on my phone, if my phone can fucking work for once, there it goes. So, uh, from what it reads, reads is, uh, this film finds Thor, Chris Hemsworth, on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, who seeks the extinction of the gods to combat, to combat the threat. Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson, Korg, played by Taika Waititi, who is also the director of Thor, Love and Thunder, and Ragnarok as well. And ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, Natalie Portman, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer Mjolnir as the mighty Thor. Together they embark on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and to stop him before it's too late. Now, so to go into a little bit, it's very interesting to see that Guardians was introduced and maybe it'll be towards the first 
part of the movie where they'll have some fun. We will get some as Guardians of the Galaxy type of stuff. My one little nitpicky thing is that if Thor was with the Guardians since Endgame and if we're following the MCU timeline, really wish we would have had an entire movie of that. But I guess interaction with them in this movie is better than none because I do think... I do believe that this is to make up for the fact that Thor was supposed to be in Guardians 3. Circumstances happened. It is supposed to make up because I'm I'm okay with it being this way if that is the case. Rather have something than nothing at all, right? Yeah, and I mean, you're already going to have two major characters between Thor and uh, Lady Thor anyway. So, I mean, you, you also don't want it to be uh, overflowing with characters. Mm-hmm. Although now knowing that Korg's actor's name is Taika Waititi... Taika, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika. All right. Well, either way, I need him to have his own movie now. Just so I can say Waititi more and more. (laughs) He's great, dude. He directed some episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, He's, if you've ever seen Jojo Rabbit, he directed that. Um, He's a really, really good director. He has a great sense of humor, but he also has some really serious stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Taika Waititi was also, um, he was actually going to step in as the Guardians 3 director until they brought James Gunn back, which in hindsight wouldn't have been a bad thing because Thor uh, Ragnarok feels a lot like a Guardians movie almost. But, um, but anyway, I digress. So going through that, uh, I feel like the Guardians aren't going to be a huge, huge part, but they will play a key role in the first half of the movie. Um... I will go into a little bit of Gore the God Butcher's backstory for those of you who might not know. And uh, George, uh, George, Joe, uh, I mixed your and yours and Gore's name together. Uh, do you? Is there anything you know about Gore the God Butcher, or is he a new character to you? Oh yeah, I don't know pretty much nothing about him. All right, well I'll explain the story to you. So Gore the God Butcher uh, was he lived on an unnamed planet. Literally, I, I was watching a video today where the the person said unnamed planet. But the planet and his species worship gods, like just about every god you could think. When all his children and his wife died, he just stopped believe he couldn't believe the gods weren't real. Because when his when his last child, his son died, he was just he became bitter and he just like I if there are gods, I cannot believe that they allowed my family to die. Uh, as time goes on, he sees uh, Noel, the king god of the symbiotes, and a golden, literally the person said a golden, like, pink-looking god fighting each other as as Gore comes upon them. And he finds out not only, you know, gods are real, but he's even more pissed off that, that you know, I worship gods and now they did nothing to help my family. As the, the, the golden pink-looking god, gold, a pink god in golden armor, I believe, was asking for Gore's help. He he declined and slaughtered and killed him. Uh, Gore apparently had stolen the Necro Sword, which is the, the sword of King Null, the leader of the symbiotes, and that's what he uses to go around killing other gods, is the Necro Sword. Um, now, interesting to say that Christian Bale is going to be playing Gore the God Butcher. Uh, the reason the 
possible reason why we didn't see him in this trailer is because there might be ties to Moon Knight. Now, to go into not too much detail for Moon Knight for you, Joe, if you haven't, because I know you haven't seen episodes two and three, but Moon Knight is involving gods in this show. So it's very possible that maybe we could see Gore the God Butcher in Moon Knight, and maybe they want to wait till Moon Knight comes out before they bring out the official trailer, even though this was the teaser trailer. Uh, let's see what else we have to go over here. So we also see Korg and Thor looking at this giant beast um, that who we learn to be is Falagar the Behemoth, which this shot is actually taken perfectly from the comics of Thor, God of Thunder, issue number three, I believe, which is actually Gore the God Butcher's debut. Um, we also see that the gang is going to Olympus, where we see, if you pause the movie right where they're in Olympus, you can see on the ground two red capes, meaning Thor and Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, uh, Korg and Valkyrie going to seek the help of Zeus, who's being played by Russell Crowe. We don't see his face, but Russell Crowe has been announced that he will be playing Zeus in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we see Valkyrie being bored as fuck as king, and we also cut back to Star-Lord saying that if you feel lost in those you love, he looks at the Guardian, as he's looking at the Guardians, kind of glancing away, he's saying to Thor, if you feel lost, look into those you love, as he's looking at his family, as we see all the Guardians are going to be in the movie, Star-Lord, Drax, uh, Nebula, Mantis, Groot, and Rocket, and Thor kind of tries to look into Star-Lord's eyes, as he's looking, he's like, dude, not me, he's like, oh, no, 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 I was just listening, and finally, we see a shot Thor, shocked, not shot, shocked, Thor in a big battle where we see Mjolnir lifted up in the air with a hand all cracked and lit up as we see Jane Foster as mighty Thor so Joe I want to get your thoughts on bringing in bringing back Natalie Portman uh, to play mighty Thor are you familiar with uh, Jane Foster's character arc as mighty Thor in the comics so that's why I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of reserving judgment because on on the face of it, it kind of just seems like, you know, oh, a lady version of Thor. Okay, well, uh, Thor that we already know with a vagina. Got it. But, you know, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Because, like, you know, you can make the argument that and I've heard people make the argument that, like, you know, Miles Morales is just a black Peter Parker, right? But it's not. It's a different character, you know. So uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about uh, Jane Foster to, enough. I don't know enough. To have well, a opinion. I'll explain. God, she looks awesome. She does look awesome, and I will explain. So, uh, th- and this is something I've kind of gotten wrong in the past because I wasn't entirely sure myself. But I was. Uh, I did my research, and I found the right information was that uh, the storyline involving Jane Foster as Mighty Thor, as Lady Th- Lady Thor, or female Thor, whatever she's called, um, she holds the power. She's able. She's been gifted the powers of Thor, and she's deemed worthy to lift Mjolnir. Um, but in this arc of the comics, Jane Foster has cancer. And every time she actually uses Mjolnir, uh, it actually reverts her chemotherapy and makes her cancer worse every time she hones into the power. So it appears that um, I think Taika Waititi was asked about this if they were going to be exploring that in the comics from the comics and he did say we will be exploring that character arc so as we've seen with marvel joe if you are familiar with some of the story with some of the comic stories which i know you are familiar with some um 
Marvel does kind of like to play around with certain character arcs, but not necessarily, when it comes to the MCU that is, but not necessarily make it its 100% thing. I gave the example of Captain America in the Civil War movie. He didn't die in the movie, but he did die in the comics. Uh, going into like Spider-Man No Way Home, Aunt May was the one who gave him the with great power must also come great responsibility line instead of an Uncle Ben. So, um, what do you think could be likely? Because do you think, and I posed this question last week, but what do you think? Do you think we could possibly see uh, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor continue post Love and Thunder? Or do you think they could more likely go with the story of like, because she does eventually just die in the comic from cancer? Um, I think they might wait a little bit to see what their reaction is because, I mean, you are kind of replacing a big character. I shouldn't even say replacing, but, you know, you're sharing the same space, right? It's kind of like if they had War Machine uh, have just as big a role as Iron Man, which he never really did, right? So, um, yeah, so I guess they're going to wait and see what the reaction is. But I'll tell you what, though, if Disney was um, following the comics to a certain you know, for the most part, for this entire time, I think that they've easily gained enough trust with people to start kind of doing their own thing with it. You know, um, I don't think it's going to go the way of Game of Thrones, where you know, once they get out the books and they start doing their own thing, they're going to lose their way. I think Kevin Feige has a really good idea of what he wants to see, and uh, you know, I, I think they have a really good opportunity now in, in a phase, whatever the hell, post uh, Infinity War, right? Um, to kind of write their own history a little bit. I would have to agree. I would also I also said last week that I think to also really hone in on the female superhero demographic like it it doesn't hurt like trying to appeal to that market and trying to get more female superheroes in the MCU. Um I just don't know how long if they're actually going to do that. Um, because they are going to be, because Taika Waititi did say that they are going to be exploring that era, that realm, uh, that lore of the comics. So I would have to assume that Jane Foster does have cancer, but maybe she gets out of it. Who knows? Um, so is we she will a have, god, by the way, or is she just like Captain America, who she just no, has it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of like um, it's kind of like like Steve Rogers, Captain America, wielding the hammer. Like she's been deemed worthy. Um, Excuse me. Um, so one thing we didn't... I, I believe she can fly with the hammer. Steve Rogers didn't fly, but that doesn't mean he couldn't. I mean, he was gained the power of Thor, like you know, like Odin said. Like, those who find this hammer and, uh, and are deemed worthy, they will gain the power of Thor. So I would think she would be able to fly with it, and I am 99% sure that she did fly with it. Um... Because it's interesting to see, like, New Rockstars had posted something on Twitter uh, today, I believe it was, and the um, the people who have been able to lift uh, uh, Mjolnir in the comics, and Joe, I want to see if you can uh, name them all for me. You Can you name, because there have been six people in the MCU who have been able to lift Mjolnir. Can you try and remember who they are? Really? Okay. Uh, so, obviously, Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Rogers. Yep. Uh, Thor. So, uh, so we mean, Roger, you mean you mean James? <laughs> Are you just saying? Man, I don't know the two. I mean, I'm assuming Hulk maybe was one of them. No. Okay. So I thought when you said yeah, Thor no again, idea, when you said Thor again, I thought you meant like Jane Foster Thor. No, I did. I just mean like the. Oh, you know what? We're literally just talking about. So yeah, I know three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other three. Uh, so you were right. Thor, 
uh, Mighty Thor Jane Foster, Steve Rogers. Oh, yes. What's that? Kamala Khan. <laughs> serious guess, actually. <laughs> Who's, what's a serious guess? Kamala Khan. No. Ah, oh, damn it. We haven't even seen her in her own show yet. Um, she's so pure. I, I think if the opportunity came around, I think she probably could do it. Um, the others are Odin. Hela. Hela, Thor's sister, as we saw her stop the th- the hammer, but we also saw uh, like uh, sculpture pictures of her holding the wielding the hammer with Odin, and the last one is Vision. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, M- okay. remember in uh, Age of Ultron, he wielded the hammer like when they were trying to figure out if they could trust him or not. It's like I don't, I can't. Whether you want to trust me or not, we have someone to stop. We have to stop Ultron, and we need to go. And he gives Thor the hammer. It's like Wait, so. Those are the only people in the comics that ever did it, or is the ones that did it in the movies? No, the the MCU, uh, the MCU as a whole. Uh, it's Odin, Thor, Hela, Vision, Steve Rogers, and well, Jane I Foster. Asking about the comics, bro. I'm like, oh dude, no, 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 no. The, the MC. I said the MCU. Oh the MCU. man, I was thinking of so many other possibilities and shit. I didn't think you were in movies. <laughs> so, did God, you actually dude. remember a lot of those from? The- yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Fail. Bullshit. I want to redo. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a redo another time. <laughs> Um, one thing I do want to talk about uh, with the trailer before we move on to the next topics are um, I'm really digging a lot of the comic accuracy stuff that they're, they're doing in this movie. Like Thor's like outfit looks a lot like the classic Thor getup. Hell, we even see him in the classic Thor outfit in the, the beginning of the trailer where he's running. Does he? I forget. Does he have the uh, like the he doesn't really have a helmet, right? It's kind of more like a he like wings or whatever. I mean, he doesn't really. I mean, it is a helmet with wings, and he does wear it in the the first Thor movie, uh, and he is wearing it in like that. Back. I mean, they could. It is pretty. It is pretty badass. I'm a helmet guy. I, I think I think Thor will probably have some kind of helmet in the movie. Like I think I've seen some like toy leaks here and there where he does have the helmet and it's golden to kind of match his newer outfit. Yeah, that makes sense. I think so. Um, I think one one thing someone has kind of pointed out is that um, what if there could be like, you know, because uh, Stormbreaker is a piece of Groot. And uh, some guy out there on YouTube, uh, Cosmic Culture's YouTube channel, he's putting a really weird out there thing of there is like um, Thor Groot, which is like a, um, I think it's called, Council of Thor, where like other multiversal Thor come in, apparently have to deal with uh, with Doctor Doom as uh, God Doom, and there's a variant of Groot that has the powers of Thor. It's pretty badass. Is he implying that like Groot can hold it because Stormbreaker is made of his limbs? Like the- he's implying he's well. I think I'm. I mean, I would think that if you sacrifice a piece of your body to make a new weapon, I would think he's pretty worthy to hold it. And there might be some special uh, attachment to it, like because remember in Guardians One, like you know Groot died and sacrificed himself, but Rocket planted a piece of a twig in a little pot, and Groot was able to come back to life. We see that St- uh, Thor was burying Th- uh, Stormbreaker in the ground. Could we possibly see some kind of I don't know different version of it. Gro- planting it? What's that? Maybe he wasn't burying it; he was planting it. I mean, yeah. that's basically what Groot was. He was just a broken pizza for himself. So, well, the other thing Maybe is we don't even know if, like, 
whether he's bearing it or planting it or whatever he was doing, like whether he was like, I think the trailer is supposed to give us that impression that, oh, he's retiring, but then he opens his eyes as he's like trying to figure out who is he supposed to be. I honestly think in that portion of the trailer, I think he, maybe he's just setting it down to meditate and then he kind of gets a vision like he did in, uh, in Age of Ultron with the stones. Because I feel, because I feel like, um, because I I feel like that that would probably be a thing where he's maybe he's he hears screams and the slaughters of Gore the God Butcher, and maybe that kind of goes into play with why he's like putting it in the ground. I think he's only just meditating. I think this guy's going on a really weird out there theory, you know. Okay, I can give you one right now. I might give you a big brain Vinny theory right here. Sure, sure. Go ready ahead. for this, huh? Maybe the Guardians aren't in the movie that long. Because in the beginning of the movie, there's a huge fight. The Guardians and Thor fighting something. And somehow Groot dies in the fight. And Thor feels, like, responsible. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So maybe, you know, he's like, ah, oh, giving up this bullshit, whatever. So he puts down Stormbreaker in the dirt somewhere. And then later on in the movie, it turns out that Stormbreaker, the leftover piece from Groot actually turned into a new Groot with the powers of Thor, and then that's how you introduce the Groot Thor or whatever, and then that Groot will then go on to play Groot in the next uh, Guardians. Possibly. It, it could possibly be that, but I think Groot will be in the next movie. I think it's a, it's a very big brain Vinny thing. Uh, don't get me wrong. I loved it. Um, and that's kind of what this guy is theorizing, but I don't think we could see like see it play out with like God, with, with Doctor, with god dr doom but uh i think it's some because fans are kind of clamoring for that for dr doom to be in the mcu at some point which i think he will be um but i'll say dr doom in there first before god dr doom (laughs) (laughs) no yeah we i think doom needs to be a villain where it's like he should be in there for a very long time where it's like like thanos was a thing where we built him for up for like 10 11 years and we built this big crescendo facing him and then you know he eventually leaves the mcu because we defeated him but I think Doom needs to be a presence in the MCU for a very long time because there's a lot of stories you can tell with him, and I don't think just killing him off after like after how many years uh, works. I think we need can, like we can imprison him or whatever, and you can eventually try and get him to become this all-powerful being that he does become in the comics. But with all these speculation and theories and different people and different kinds of you know, variance into this whole thing, which, by the way, I did want to say real quickly because Vinny and Andreas and I have a group chat, and um, Vinny and Andreas are theorizing that what if this Jane Foster is a variant, uh, and that's why Thor is so shocked. And I'm just like, I'm a thousand percent sure she's not a variant because you can't be keep doing the variant thing right after Multiverse of Madness because that idea is going to get gonna get beat into the ground yeah i mean hell i'm, I'm worried about it being beaten to the ground in dr strange <laughs> i know. <laughs> you know so yeah let's just hope that you know that's why really i'm saying like strange. i don't think we should see variants at all until like season two of loki which shouldn't be coming out till sometime next year yeah i mean hell, i just want answers on who's who are scrolls at this point you know like well we, we, should the be getting, we should be getting that in secret invasion i'm not sure when that show's coming but uh, Secret Invasion, we were just getting all those answers. But anyway, we sh- since you mentioned Multiverse Madness, we do have some possible theories and maybe more cameos coming in Multiverse of Madness. Um, this is kind of something we have been talking about a lot in the podcast here and there, but 
It's coming up soon. We're like only a few short weeks away from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and it's gearing up pretty fast. Uh, how excited are you for Multiverse here, Joe? Oh, dude, I've been pumped for this movie for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's just as good as No Way Home because I, I was pumped for that too, but I did not think that No Way Home was going to be as good as it was. I thought this was going to be like the huge movie to bring back Marvel into, you know, like, oh yeah, we still run this shit territory. But Spider-Man already did it, so I already have huge expectations for this movie. All right. Yeah, man, that's the thing because, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, for casual – I wouldn't somewhat casual people like like our friend Ed. He's a guy who's like very much he he he's like he's a casual viewer of Marvel. He's like, well, he even he was like, what the hell are they going to do after Endgame? I'm like, uh, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot they can do after Endgame. And, you know, they proved that with Spider-Man No Way Home. They're going to prove that, I believe, with Multiverse of Madness and even like a lot of other different big uh, stories that they've been telling. Like, I think, you know, even like uh, uh like. Like Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings was a really great new um, origin story that the MCU has told in recent memory. It's uh, probably one of my favorite origin stories uh, in the MCU overall. Uh, but but getting into Multiverse of Madness here, um, Paul Bettany recently just did an interview, uh, I believe, with Stephen Colbert promoting some kind of movie he's in at the moment, and it could have been Stephen Colbert, it could have been Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel makes a lot of sense because ABC, ABC, Disney owns ABC. Um, and they asked him if he was possibly going to be in Multiverse of Madness. And he kind of answered it with like a coy answer saying like, well, let me answer this way. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I don't know. I, I can't really say anything to you. So now, Joe, I know you've seen WandaVision, correct? Yeah. Okay. So we talked about it on the first podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. That's right. <laughs> Which I remember I was listening to that back a little bit. And I remember like I was trying to make a certain point about Wanda. And I think it got miscommunicated when I was saying like my point was a villain like Thanos where like you understand his point and uh, Scarlet Witch being sympathetic as a villain with like how they're feeling. Whereas like, you know, villains like uh, like Green Goblin, for example, just want to see the world burn. Uh, I was listening to that old episode a little while back. But my point is, um, we're going to be getting uh, a lot of different possible cameos. The rumors to, uh, you know, we're already getting different Doctor Strange variants in this movie. We're going to be getting, uh, you know, possible different Scarlet Witch variants, you know, with also the Illuminati of, of people like Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier coming back as a variant. We don't know. It's He's probably not going to be the the Fox Universe one. There's rumors about him being like the 90s uh, X-Men animated uh, Charles Xavier, you know, uh, Master Mordo, the, the, uh, the Mordo we see from Doctor Strange 1 uh, apparently appears to, be a, appears to be a variant, and he appears to be the Sorcerer Supreme of his universe. And... We saw in one of in one of the more recent TV clips, uh, it showed Wanda in the WandaVision house, where we see Billy and Tommy Maximoff. Now, I have to believe that if we are going to see those kids, or at least visions of those kids in the movie, I'd have to think we'd see something of Vision, wouldn't we not? I assume so. I mean, hell, you still have White Vision floating around somewhere, right? You know, at this point, anything's on the table. But what would you think is more likely to happen? Like, we see White Vision, and maybe he's, like, the one thing that can kind of bring Wanda back to her senses and maybe being a good guy at the end of the movie. I, 
or do you think it's po- or do you think it's more likely we'll see like an illusion of vision? I want to say there's probably going to be a little bit of both. I mean, because if correct me if I'm wrong, in in one of the trailers, I don't know if it's a new one or the original one that they came out with, but you saw Wanda hugging the kids in one of the trailers, right? She was about so, to, and then like boom, they were gone. Yeah. So I mean, whether they're real or not, you know, maybe that's a flashback or something like that. I don't know. But you know, I'm assuming that they're gonna that's gonna happen. But remember, White Vision flew away after Vision dropped some like you know knowledge on him, right? He was you know he kind of made him rethink his existence. So maybe he goes away, thinks about life a little bit, and comes back, and you know maybe he uh, interacts with Wanda some way. I, I think that's honestly more likely than seeing like I don't know Vision from another dimension or whatever the hell else, or, you know, something like that. I mean, like you said, anything in, in anything anything and everything is possible for this movie. Um... I think if we were to see White Vision, I think it would more likely be like an after credit scene. Maybe Wanda tries to escape like she did in WandaVision, and White Vision is the one that kind of like comes and maybe she like is like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" But then he like makes her realize like it, it is me. I have the memories of Vision. Um, I could also see, and I didn't say this last week because I kind of thought after the fact. So um, we know that. Patrick Stewart is going to be returning as Charles Xavier. Uh, we heard his voice in the trailer, and um, he admitted it himself. Like, at first, he was kind of playing coy when he's like, oh, who's Doctor Strange? And then he admits it, like, yes, I am in the movie. Um, I ha- Vinny kind of had a theory a few weeks ago where he's like, what if um, Xavier tries to get into Wanda's mind, and the, the, the scene where they're in the flower garden, and then the flower garden turns red... Where she's explaining the whole thing of like you mess with reality, you become the hero. I do it, I become the villain. That just doesn't seem fair. Uh, she's like, what if he's using Strange, uh, Xavier? That is using a, a, a Strange as like a familiar face. And I am going to take it one step further from Vinny's theory from a couple weeks ago. What if Wanda? Because we see Wanda attacking the Illuminati compound. What if she is just fucking everybody up? She's like nearly killing everybody. But Charles Xavier, in one last desperate moment, is able to get inside her mind and use an illusion of vision. Our vision we see from WandaVision and every other MCU title in her mind to try and stop her and trick her to stop attacking everybody. But Wanda has become so powerful at this point where she just catches it. And in one of the newer clips, they actually show like a close-up on an eye that's very scared, and people have pointed out this is Patrick Stewart's face. So it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. I think that, that that that's what's going to happen. Charles Xavier will try and get into her mind, but he's going to try and use vision, almost like a thing of like, uh, you have, have you seen What If, Joe, or no? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so remember the Doctor Strange episode when like, uh, like the... The Supreme Strange was split into two by the Ancient One, and she's trying to get the good version of Supreme tra- uh, Strange Supreme to fight the evil version of Strange Supreme, which eventually just ended up being the Doctor Strange of that universe. Um, where like he tries, to, where Supreme Strange tries to use an illusion, where like he's with Christine, but he's like, "No, you're not her." And I could totally see a thing similar to that, but when like let's say Wanda like is up in Vision's face, holds him, and then like tries to uses the red chaos magic to crush him. She's like, you're not my vision. And then we cut to Xavier's eyes being like, oh, fuck. And that's when like she just fucks, fucks up and kills everybody. 
going to be honest, CJ. I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> Why? Because I swear to God, I w- that was exactly the theory I was coming into this fucking podcast. Were you really? Yes. Damn, man. <laughs> and I because I thought that yes, Wanda was gonna go crazy because Xavier needs a reason to get into her head, right? He's not just gonna invade anyone's mind for willy nilly. He'll yeah. probably did for once in a while, but still, you know. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, man, we never really saw Xavier fight a whole lot. Imagine if there's an entire fight between Scarlet Witch and Professor Xavier all happening within Scarlet Witch's mind because she's so powerful. She can, it's, it's almost like they like kind of when, you know, that moment in, um, what was it? Was it uh, Justice League where Flash is running around Superman, but then Superman turns and looks? Mm-hmm. That that would kind of be like that moment, right? Where Xavier thinks he has her and she's like, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is my world, bitch. And then well, they just start fighting, but since it's in the since it's in their mind, Xavier can actually like do stuff. You know, he's he's actually like yeah. you know powerful. You know, Strongest. I think that would be a really really cool inner like inner uh, intellectual fight between those two. A really like obviously the strongest mind of any mutant or any superhero, but I would take it one step further. Could you imagine if he has a cerebro in the Illuminati compound and he was using cerebro to try and get into Wanda's mind, and Wanda was still able to stop him? Yeah, it's possible. Although I, I will say, I do kind of hope that it doesn't lead to Charles Xavier death, because I mean, if, especially if it's Patrick Stewart, you can't kill him off after he had that great death in Logan. You know, like yeah, it's true. I don't want to see him die twice. He has to have a, a decent well, actually, he'd, to be he'd off. be he'd be dying for a third time because he died in uh, what should we call it the third X Men movie, and then he died in Logan, and then he would potentially right, die right. in Multiverse. But I've heard rumors about a Deadpool post credit scene where, like, Deadpool shows up with Cable, his girlfriend Vanessa, and Domino in the Illuminati compound, and the gateways to the multiverse have just kind of been left open, and Deadpool just kind of walks around, and he sees Xavier's dead body and makes a joke about him dying for a third time. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say this, like, I might be getting a little off track, but, uh, you know, everyone kind of doing these theories about who they want to see in the uh, Doctor Strange movie, they want to see, you know... uh, the, the Wolverine back. They want to see this. They want to see that. I just hope that whoever they bring in eventually leads to something. Like if I want to see like alternate realities of things, I want to see Deadpool. That's gonna you know lead to another Deadpool movie. I want to see maybe I think some that's his introduction. There. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would think that's Deadpool's introduction coming into the movie. Like it's the most perfect way to bring him in because he is such a character that breaks the fourth wall that you don't need to like do something like so uh, well written or whatever it's literally just like he makes the fourth wall this is his character and he can just step in like it, it just because it fits for his character any other character it wouldn't work right and it, it's it's even more ingenious if you do that with other characters too that you want to get people to get excited for right because we were talking earlier about how you know so, some people are casual Marvel fans you know a lot of people might not have seen Shang-Chi even though it was really good but because mm. it's Shang-Chi like he's not Captain America. He's not Thor. You know what I'm saying? Like they they don't have these big name exactly. So you have to build them up. What better way to kind of give them a little glimpse into the future in a big movie like this one? I mean, it's perfect to get everybody involved just from a pure business decision, really. True. I don't see Shang Chi making an appearance in this movie. I think it's very, very unlikely. Just saying, like you know, but but I'm just saying, people that yeah. 
yeah, like people are somewhat familiar with, or they're trying to do like like having uh, America Chavez uh, in this movie. Uh, this character, you know, she can create star portals, and she's from another dimension. Like she's not from our MCU. Uh, and I think she, like I think one of the big things in the movie that's speculated is that she's with like Defender Strange. Defender Strange is the one with like the 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 gray streaks and the and the ponytail in the back of his head. Um, apparently, like w- like. It's not confirmed, but like from the way things are looking, like it doesn't look like Defender Strange is gonna last very long in this movie. So I think she goes to find like our Doctor Strange to like warn him of the um uncom- on the oncoming threat. Um, and the other big thing is like Wanda trying to harness her power to go th- travel to the multiverse. Like the Scarlet Witch might be a next level being, but she doesn't know how to hone into the, that power a whole lot. And I don't know how much time has passed in between. Um, WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. I do know that Multiverse of Madness takes place not too far after No Way Home. And WandaVision, uh, I think, takes place a few weeks after... Uh, sorry. I th- Yeah, it takes a few, a few weeks after Endgame. So, let's say... So, in Endgame, we're in, like, 2023. Um, let's say Spider-Man No Way Home is, like, towards... It definitely ends like towards the end of 2023 because you see in the end of the movie it's like Christmas time in, in New York City. So let's say maybe it gets up to like I don't know, but let's say it's like May, May of the present year. In let's say it's like May 2024, in uh, in what you call it in multiverse. So like she potentially could have like an entire year of reading the Darkhold. And honing into her of who she is, of the legend of the Scarlet Witch, and then she really becomes a threat. Oh yeah! Not only that, like I said in the first episode, I was here where I was kind of upset that, um, oh God, what's her name? The, the uh, Agatha, the, the annoying neighbor, Agatha, that she wasn't really the didn't have a much bigger role than she did, and you know, I was kind of pissed off that she captured her or whatever. But she does have her, and she knows where she is. Uh, Scarlet Witch knows where Agatha is. Yeah. So she could have easily, and in the comics, Agatha's the one who teaches Scarlet Witch how to really like power up. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's and that's who she was seeing between reading that book and working with Agatha. That's she possible. Be it's possible. I mean, yeah, because like Agatha is very much a um, like she's kind of like an anti-hero. You know, she's a villain sometimes, but she but she has been good sometimes. It's it's a very gray area, and I really, I gra- personally, I gravitate to those characters with like gray areas. You know. Characters like her and Deadpool and, you know, so many others, Venom. Um, I I gravitate the Scarlet Witch's area, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'm sure you would. Um, (laughs) I will say there's also been, like, teases of, like, 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 because Tobey Maguire, as we saw him in No Way Home, there's teases of him possibly being in Multiverse of Madness for one reason, because Sam Raimi is direct. What's that? Yeah, I don't buy it. I I don't buy it too soon. I think it's too soon too, but people have said like, well, possibly could be him, could be in there because Sam Raimi's directing it. They also in these Tide ads that they're do- that, like Tide the dish the dish detergent, well not dish detergent, the, the laundry detergent, uh, have been doing with Marvel. Apparently, Wong spilled something on uh, Doctor Strange's cape at Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza's ad came up on a bus in New York City on Bleecker Street, which is the same pizzeria in Spider-Man 2 where Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker worked at, and it's on Bleecker Street. That's a little Easter egg there. Um, I think as time goes on, it's less and less likely that someone like Tobey Maguire will be in Multiverse of Madness. 
And I think it's more likely we'll see people like uh, John Krasinski possibly as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you know, possibly see uh, obviously Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier, and so many other characters. But um, I'll get into this with you, Joe, and we'll kind of like piggyback these two segments together. First, we'll do multiverse, and then we'll do into like some Obi Wan Kenobi kind of territory. Um, but who are some characters from like past? Uh, projects, whether it be like MCU characters we've seen, and even other universe characters such as X-Men characters, Fantastic Four, and all that. Who would you want to see in Multiverse of Madness? Here's where I differ with everyone else. I don't really want to see any of them. Honestly, I don't. Because with the whole multiverse thing, you're going to be, again, you had this amazing opportunity to set up so much. And I know people, you know, kind of, uh, uh, they, they kind of cringe whenever they see marvel kind of use their movies to promote other movies sometimes and i and i could totally understand that but when you're th- talking about the multiverse multiple different dimensions coming from all over the place you know you have so many possibilities that why restrict yourself to just having some cheap nostalgia for the sake of having some nostalgia you know especially since we're just still right off the tail of the huge nostalgia fest that was no way home you know, maybe if this movie came out even a year or two or whatever after No Way Home, then maybe I'd feel a little bit differently. But man, like I just I don't think seeing anybody from the past movies that we've seen or past shows or whatever the case may be, that's really going to add to the movie more so than anything else that you can think of. You know, so I want to see guys that are going to be um, used later on. I want to see a huge story. That honestly, I I hope that this movie isn't the only like. I hope it's not a contained movie within itself. I hope it is kind of a two, three, whatever parter. Not necessarily, you know, doc- within the Doctor Strange universe. Maybe you know, uh, Wanda wins or whatever the case may be, right? And she turns into a villain for other characters and other Marvel movies in the future. You know, I want this to last a little while. And you know, if you're gonna have if you're going to use screen time to just have some guys from another universe who have already had their movies to come in, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't see the huge deal about it. It's a fair and valid point because I wouldn't want the overwhelming nostalgia to take over for this movie and really be the driving point of all this. Because I think if it's handled well, like Spider-Man No Way Home, like, you know, a lot of people were thinking, like, you know, how if if all these rumors are true, and if they are bringing back all these villains from different universes, and if they are bringing back Toby and Andrew, is it gonna take away from Tom Holland as Spider-Man? And the the answer was no, it, it didn't, because every character to a certain degree got to shine in a way. Like obviously, like Lizard and Sandman were more of like kind of like side villains and they, they played their role to a T as like what they needed to do. But you know, the characters like the green goblin, Willem Dafoe shined and Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx had a great job as Doc Ock and Electro had their time. And then Andrew and Toby, uh, Toby McGuire, uh, uh, and Garfield, Toby McGuire coming in as Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man as their own versions of them. It didn't take away that this really was Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie. And I would like to think that Marvel knows what they're doing and that they'll do something similar in the sense that uh, if they do bring in any 
familiar faces of characters into this movie, I don't think it'll take away from the overall story of that this is Doctor Strange's movie and he's fighting the Scarlet Witch because the Scarlet Witch is messing with reality trying to find her kids. So I think it all will tie in together and because as time goes on, I I think characters that have been rumored to be in this movie are less and less likely as time goes on. Like, when Loki ended, Loki was rumored to be in Multiverse of Madness. Agatha Harkness was rumored to be in Multiverse of Madness at some point last year. Now the rumors are more likely. It's like, you know, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic, where, like, if you aren't, aren't aware, Joe, John Krasinski, uh, you know, yes, Jim from The Office, really wants to play Mr. Fantastic, and a lot of fans think, yeah, that would be really cool. There have been rumors and reports of him being in this movie as Mr. Fantastic as a variant, just as a variant. Uh, there's rumors about him being a variant and the MCU's uh, Mr. Fantastic, but we're not entirely oh, sure yet. The more and more I thought about John Krasinski being Mr. Fantastic, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good casting. I really yeah. hope he does. I, I hope he does. I hope he does too, because there's a lot of really cool concept art with him as Mister Fantastic. I think it'd be really cool with him as the character. But even though we have confirmation of someone like Patrick Stewart reprising the role of Charles Xavier, um, I don't. I think if there's any character if that you're gonna bring back, that's a familiar face as another character. I think Charles Xavier Patrick Stewart. Uh, is the right guy to go, especially if you're gonna keep him around for a while. I think he would be a good guy to keep around in the MCU uh, at some point, you know, because maybe he's the one Illuminati member who gets away and Wanda doesn't kill him. And maybe Wanda kills the rest of the Illuminati, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, hell, you, have to start, you have to start X-Men somehow. Right. And what better yeah. to start X-Men with, uh, you know, Professor Xavier, because I also think it would be a good way to bring in people who are fa- who are fans of the X-Men to be like, ah, well, they're just going to recast everybody. I think if you at least have one familiar face from that Fox franchise where, you know, not all the movies are home runs, but there are really good movies in that that timeline, because I don't think we're going to get Hugh Jackman to come back. I really don't yeah, think so. Sure. I, th- I think I think he's done with the character, and I think what he I think Logan is a perfect ending to how he put that character to rest. Now, again, multiverse you can kind of take anybody from any timeline, and it won't take away from the things they've done prior. But I truly think Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier, would be a great person to have in the MCU, and you can just do the thing of well, it, recasting Wolverine and Jean Grey, Cyclops, so on and so forth, and you can just explain to people, well, they're called variants, and you just explain the thing of that. Like, that is a variant. But then again, if you get the people who really don't understand this shit and just take it for what they are as movies and shows, you could lose them a little bit. But I think Marvel is such a great track record that they'll eventually just be like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll uh, say this. You know, if there was to be one character that's maybe like, you know, uh, condensed into this one movie and doesn't really do a whole lot in the future, this is just kind of like a one-time thing that's a special little Easter egg to the fans. I do really want to see the Tom Cruise um, um, Iron Man. Yeah, that's another hey, big because rumor. I think it would be funny to have a four foot ten Iron Man in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> you do know they'd CG the shit up and make him look tall, right? Oh, of course, yeah, dude, of course. Everyone's standing on boxes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think you said something about him being like an Illuminati or something like that, right? So it yeah, kind of would, um, yeah, it would be cool to see, and you know, a more evil ish Iron Man walking around because they clearly still want to do stuff with that with the. Character, you know, even though Robert Downey Jr. isn't there, between giving it to, um, what's her face, uh, his Gwen, his wife, in the MCU, Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Paltrow, yeah, between giving her a suit and between uh, War Machine being around, obviously they they're not quite done with the whole Iron Man suit yet, right? So it, it would no. be cool to see 
I mean, that Arm- Armor Wars is going to be a show about Rhodey trying to go after people who are like stealing Iron Man tech, and that's supposed to be introducing or either Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be introducing um, the character named Riri Williams, who is known as Iron Heart. Uh, she's a girl who like apparently inherits the uh, Stark Industries, and I don't know. She's like she was like a protege to Tom, uh, to to uh, Tony Stark in the comics, uh, similar to like a like a Peter Parker or how that whoever that kid was in Iron Man three. Um, but as we go on, there's a lot we can expect from Multiverse of Madness. Real quickly though, before we end the podcast, I do want to end on some Star Wars stuff. Uh, Rupert Grint, who uh, apparently is going to be playing the Grand Inquisitor, the Sith Grand Inquisitor in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the guy who had like that spinning lightsaber and everyone's making fun of him because he looks like Dr. Evil and not the tall, pointy head he had in Rebels. Um, but I just want to say to you now, Joe, because now you've finished Clone Wars, you know uh, a lot about that kind of side of the Star Wars lore. Uh, you're not too familiar with the Rebels uh, Rebels uh, show, but that's where the Inquisitors come from. I'll give you a quick little backstory. The Inquisitors are hired by Darth Vader. They are Force-sensitive, and they are trying to hunt down the remaining Jedi that survive Order 66 or any Force-sensitive beings like children, for instance, and just to hunt them down and kill them. Um, or possibly bring them into their ranks, but I would think most likely kill them. Knowing Vader, he hates, the, he kids, hates the kid that they didn't. Uh, the Bad Batch didn't kill, right? He's like one of the main characters of Rebels. Uh, Bad Batch, because um, the Bad Batch starts with them ordered to kill two Jedi, and one of them escapes. It's like yeah, kid. that is um, I mean, that's he's one of the guys in Rebels. Yes, he um, okay, he, yeah. he is. Uh, that's Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. Uh, Caleb something is his real name, but he changes his name to Kanan Jarrus. Uh, but that is Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, and he was a Jedi who escaped Order sixty six. Um, now there's a now there's a lot of potential characters that could come into uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. A lot of people are calling for Cal Kestis, who is the main character of the Star Wars Fallen Order video game. I never played the played the game, but I heard it's got great reviews. And the Sith Inquisitors are a huge part of that story. Um, other characters, you know, you could possibly see maybe something with Ahsoka Tano, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn is a Force Ghost, Mace Windu, possibly, maybe he possibly survived or something, um, Captain Rex, you know, cause I, I feel like we will see somebody, I would feel like we will see Tamara Morrison come in and play some form of a clone, I think Captain Rex would be perfect, uh, who are some cameos that you would like to see, um, in Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up, Joe? Now, granted, I I haven't finished Bad Batch, and I still haven't seen Rebels, so I don't know if any of these characters are dead or not. But I won't spoil Captain it. Rex. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, I don't really care, honestly. But uh, <laughs> Captain Rex would be good, but I think it'd be even better to have Commander Cody in there because Commander Cody was kind of Obi Wan's guy, right? Whereas Rex was uh, Anakin's guy. Yeah, but so, Cody Cody was a guy who did like. So you think like Cody would be a good character, maybe like to try and hunt down Obi Wan? Exactly. Like I want Obi Wan to kind of go face to face with the you know Cody who he's obviously had a great uh, uh bond with but then you know obviously he had to give that order so he had to kind of deal with that whole um the interaction between the two I think that'd be really interesting um yeah it, it would be nice now this is after rebels right so I'm assuming Darth Maul would already be dead no this is before rebels Oh, it was before Rebels. Okay, then because yeah so this is like 10 years or so after Revenge of the Sith because Luke Skywalker is a kid Okay, then all right, yeah. So I was I wasn't gonna say I would like to see Luke and Leia kind of as kids. I'm sure they're going to eventually, but um, 
I, I would like to see uh, some of the bounty hunters again too. You know, like uh, what's the blue guy? The Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like. To, I would like to see him in this. And I would like to see Ventress if, if they can do her at all. Oh in, man, dude! Uh, I would love to see Ventress in this show as well. Um, yeah, another I feel like she's gonna get a great send off in Clone Wars. I kind of want to see her again. There, there is lore and comics with her about how her story ended, but I don't know if that's still technically canon. And I remember watching this video from a long time ago. But she would be really cool. But you know, another really cool character would be is uh, Barris Off, Barris Offie, the one who framed Ahsoka. Oh, the 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 green one, right? Yeah, the one who who Anakin went. Okay. Fight. Yeah, like he fought her to and and brought her in to prove Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's innocence. Yeah, she just kind of disappeared. I would, yeah, I mean, I, I, you would assume obviously that she got killed in jail, right? But I mean, who knows? I mean, you never know. I mean, we also assume that like uh, what you call it that you know, Boba. A lot of us for years thought Boba died, but even though if you read comics and books and lore that he actually survived the Star- Sarlacc pit. Um, but I think that now that I think about it, Barris Offie might be a better character suited for the Ahsoka series in the future. Um, but uh, anything's you know anything could be possible here. I think the most likely cameos of the of the show though would be number one, a Qui Gon Jinn Force ghost, and I think I know. Goat. Yep. I mean, I, I thought that he was the best Jedi before Clone Wars, and after Clone Wars, I was like, dude, this man is untouchable. Exactly. I think that uh, the moment we'll see, I don't know if you've seen the, the Kenobi trailer, but there is a moment where he's like in a cave somewhere and there's like blue lighting. So I must, it's gotta be like at nighttime. It's, it's the moonlight and maybe he's like trying to meditate to connect with, um, with Qui-Gon Jinn. I also think we'll probably get some kind of presence from Yoda because, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he did say that he was going to teach Obi-Wan to communicate with Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, you know, as a force with him as a force ghost. And you learn, Joe, that in uh, in Clone Wars that uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was able to learn the ability of being a force ghost and he actually taught Yoda. Exactly. And I was just about to say that. I mean, you would have to have some sort of scene with him, with Yoda teaching him how to do the same thing. And I would assume that's kind of where... Uh, um, the Qui-Gon would come in maybe on Dagobah near that tree that Luke saw Vader, you know, maybe, maybe in that kind of area. Yeah, I would think so. I just, uh, there's a lot of room that they could do in this, in this thing. One thing I am very certain of, and uh, you didn't see Book of Boba Fett, did you? No, I, I was kind of waiting to do the whole Clone War stuff before I got into the Mandalorian. Okay, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into it then. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but I will say that I am very certain that we won't see anything involving Mandalorian characters. That is my thing right there. Um, but I do. I, it's it's very possible. Like out of all of them, my my if I had to pick like maybe three who I definitely want to see in this show: uh, Qui Gon, Captain Rex, and um, I'd say maybe like Ventress. What about you? Yeah, Actually, I mean, pretty so, much. Actually, ah, ah, so, ah, Ahsoka a little more than Ventress because I would want to see some kind of interaction between Obi Wan and, ah- and Ahsoka. I'd love to see they have some kind of interaction post Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, exactly. And and Ahsoka, I mean, I know she showed up in what was it, uh, Boba Fett or Mandalorian, one of those. Uh, yeah, she did. So that's after uh, Return of the Jedi, correct? Book of Boba and Mandalorian are after like years after Return of the Jedi. 
But Obi-Wan yeah. takes place like 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so I mean, it would be perfect to see Ahsoka. It's kind of like that in between between Clone Wars and, you know, her show coming up, you know. It'd be really nice to see that. Although, we, between the characters I'd like to see in the show, the ca- character I want to see get its own its own show at this point is Qui-Gon. I mean, I think they... I think Liam Neeson still very much loves the character, and I think they can kind of, you know, maybe lure him in with this cameo in Obi Wan. It's like, hey, maybe you can do a couple seasons with us. You know, I, I think I'd be really interested in that. I would love to see that. I if they if they were going to do something with uh, Qui Gon, I don't think we could see a series. Um, maybe we could do a prequel series and maybe get a younger actor to play Qui Gon Jinn because I see people wanting to see a. Uh, a, a prequel series for Count Dooku as a Jedi, and there are a lot of people who are calling on for like different actors, and I, I don't remember. Well, I was just about to say that you can have Count Dooku as a Jedi back in those days, and you can kind of see, uh, you can kind of follow Qui Gon as he kind of learns that you know, hey, maybe the Jedi aren't correct, you know, <laughs> see him go his own ways. There's that, a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can tell there. Yeah, and there's a lot of, and when you look at it now with all the lore that we have with it, it like. Dooku and Qui-Gon were very similar in the sense that they real they found early on that the Jedi are not so perfect whereas like Dooku went and switched sides whereas Qui-Gon was like I don't think they're doing uh I don't think they're doing the right thing right uh and they're kind of falling off but I do think they are, you know, savable, you know, and but that was if he taught Anakin Skywalker rather than, you know, dying. One thing I would like to see though with Ahsoka Tano, if she does come into the show, we know Rosario Dawson plays the older version of um, of Ahsoka Tano. I would love to see Ashley Eckstein, who plays Ahsoka Tano in the uh, Clone War show, Clone War show, and Rebels, and all that. I would love to see her in this show because it is that in between time. Um, she is. I mean, I'm trying to see if she's a little younger or older. She is 40 years old, and Rosario Dawson, I think, is about yeah. She's 40. okay. So then, then they probably would just pick Rosario Dawson if anything. They're about the same age. Um, I don't know. It. I don't know about you, but it took me because actually no you. You did see Mandalorian or no? You're waiting on that. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. Oh, man. It's going to take some time to get used to Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. She's fantastic. I love her. She does a great job. But when you've watched that show for so long and you hear Ashley Eckstein's voice as Ahsoka, it can it can take it takes some getting used to. Trust me. Well, um, the, the one who voiced Ahsoka Tano, you said she was 40 or whatever, right? Yeah, she's 40 and Rosario Dawson's 42. You know what her race is? And I got some. I got. I got somewhere to go with this. Well, uh, Ashley Eckstein is white, and obviously Rosario Dawson is uh, is black. Okay, because I, I was thinking that you know if she had like kind of darker skin, she could maybe play the. Um, I think they they were kind of lighter skin. Uh, if you remember in the last season of Clone Wars, Ahsoka runs away and she befriends these two kind of like smuggler girls. One who kind of makes her own ship, you know, and they kind of uh, go on a. On, on an adventure and like they, they get caught oh yeah, by yeah those two yeah I, I, I like to see them come back a little bit i, I was kind of getting digging those characters you know i maybe could she can play i could one of them. see them eh, i don't know but i could see them 
coming back for Clone uh, not Clone Wars, uh, Ahsoka though. I could see them coming back for the show. Oh, I they, that, that was what we were talking about. My bad. <laughs> okay, I don't uh, know, but uh, I mean, I don't see the sisters having Obi Wan, but um, yeah. But yeah, I would. Out of anything else, I would love to see something with Qui Gon and something with Ahsoka in Obi Wan Kenobi, just to kind of like really briefly, just something to show that you know Obi Wan and Ahsoka did have some interaction after all the events of uh, Order sixty six. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's there's a whole lot of stuff between between uh, episode three and episode four that we don't know. So you know, they can go into this for a while. Oh yeah, they could. But anyway, I think we're gonna wrap it up right there. Uh, Joe, I want to thank you so much for coming on on the pod here, bud. Um, I don't know if you accomplished your goal of getting your own soundbite though. Damn, I don't know. Hello, what's the, what's the what's the what's that guy's name? Korg? What Kiki? What Titi? That could be mine. <laughs> what Titi? I don't know. We, uh, my my people will contact your people. Yeah, I think it's a work in pro. <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a very getting your own soundbite is a very in the moment type of thing. <laughs> I'll ask this though: How long does this podcast go? Uh just a little over an hour. Not too bad. Ah, oh, damn! I'm usually like I usually keep you a lot longer. Than yeah, you, you keep me for like two fucking hours, and <laughs> I I learned real quick. I, the best thing I can thank you though is that you, I learned how to structure a podcast not just from my good buddy Sean McChesney that I did my wrestling podcast just with, to shut but, me up, but with you, I learned it from you. I'm just like fuck. Nobody wants to hear us talk about whatever we're talking about for two fucking hours. <laughs> if you need another hour, go listen to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> no but seriously man uh thanks for helping me out here uh for us being a bit of a pinch i really appreciate it and you're always welcome whenever you have the free time yes sir all right thank you so much buddy anyway thank you all so much for listening to this episode of fan speculation i appreciate every single one of you coming in and tuning in here uh Vinny does too as well uh if you'd like to follow us on our social media pages we are fan speculation all one word at on twitter uh at fan speculation uh, on instagram we are fan speculation underscore pod on instagram uh if you like what you heard please consider giving us a subscribe uh to your favorite podcast app whether it be apple podcast google play spotify Spotify, leave a five-star review on your podcast app if you are allowed to write a review. It really helps boost the numbers here of the podcast. Uh, you know, we uh, post updates if anything happens, if we need to change schedules. Uh, you know, we will talk about just about everything and anything we can think of with the big news coming up this week. Uh, are you excited for Thor Love and Thunder? Multiverse of Madness is coming out. You know, excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Let us know uh, what you think about the, uh, about the show and what you think about these projects coming up. So, for CJ Palmisano and my good buddy. I mean pizza. <laughs> that was great. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Come on, come on. The gang, gang, bang. <laughs> <laughs>